It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie Ken Murray on LMFM. A tractor was in touch to say children should be taught in school how to budget. I was taught to save until you had enough. You didn't get yourself into debt and always save for a rainy day. Now, uh, elderly listeners, I think in fairness, will be familiar with Gavin Duffy's name. Gavin uh, set up LMFM. He did the very first talk show on this station back in September 1989 and gave a lot of us our start and we're grateful to him. But Gavin's been in a spot of bother. You may have heard on the news that he's been involved in negotiations with Facebook regarding uh, postings on a Facebook site which basically said he was dead and that he was also encouraging people to invest in a cryptocurrency which could have got a little bit messy had those investments gone wrong. Uh, To find out the significance of this case and this settlement and what it means for ordinary members of the public who may have been defamed on social media, I'm joined on the line right now by Barrister Michael O'Doherty who specialises in internet law and uh, also has written on this uh, quite extensively. Uh, Michael, how significant is Gavin's settlement with Facebook in terms of setting, we'll say, a legal precedent? Um, good morning, Ken. It's, it's extremely significant. I think this is the first case of this type in Ireland. Now, uh, I, I think it's important to note this is not a brand new problem. This has actually been going on for a few years. There was a case in the UK three years ago with a businessman called Martin Lewis. Very, very similar case to what happened to Gavin. Um, and it, it, has, it crops up kind of regularly. Anybody who uses Facebook or social media will see a lot of these uh, fake advertisements in using people such as, you know, Graham Norton, Conor McGregor, Michael O'Leary, and, and the, the, the technique is, is identical every time. There is a dramatic headline about the personality suggesting that either they've lost their job or they've lost all their money, or in Gavin's case, the most extreme example, that they'd actually died. You click on this link, you go to what looks like a reputable web page of a newspaper or, or a media company, and on it is an interview purportedly with this celebrity, in which they talk about cryptocurrency, they talk about having made a fortune from this money, and the page then encourages people to invest by following a number or following a link. And in that way, it sucks in the readers. Yeah, it's deceptive, yeah. It's extremely deceptive. And it's, it's a very unusual type of, of offence, because there's actually two particular uh, 
sets of victims in this case. First of all, there is the celebrity themselves who are wrongfully, uh, you know, suggest that they've died or they've lost their money and wrongfully suggesting that they're advocating cryptocurrency, which they clearly are not. So they are defamed and there's breach of privacy and data protection case on their point. On, on their behalf, but also, of course, and I think even more significantly, there are the people who are taken in by this scam. You know, the normal kind of regular uh, readers uh, who believe that this person, like Gavin, is advocating cryptocurrency, and they follow the link, and, and before sure. they know it, their, their bank accounts um, have been scammed. You okay. know, and well, very d- often they lose tens of thousands of euros. Sure, I want to ask you this question. I mean, yeah. if I, as a journalist, write something defamatory in a newspaper, the injured person can go after the publisher. But in social media, we have what's called a platform uh, functioning. Um, how does a platform differ to a run-of-the-mill publisher? Yeah. It's a very complex issue, Ken. I'll, I'll, I'll try and distill it as, as simply as possible. Newspapers, magazines, radio stations like yourselves and TV stations are considered publishers. Therefore, you are responsible for the material that you output, be it editorial content or even advertisements. For instance, if you ran, if LFM LFM ran one of these scam ads, you'd be up before the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland and you'd be fined for not having vetted this ad in advance to make sure that it wasn't a scam. Internet platforms are treated differently. They are not treated like regular publishers of material. They are treated as hosts of material. So the the view is that they allow other people to publish their stuff and they are not publishers themselves. Now, I should state that 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 kind of idea is being challenged increasingly in the courts, not so much in Ireland, but abroad. And I think there's certainly going to be developments on that front. But essentially, they are not responsible for the material that they hold. They don't have to pre-vet the material. They can basically put it out there. Now, the important thing, and and a lot of people are not aware of this, is that while they're not responsible uh, at the time that it goes out, if if it is brought to their attention, if somebody makes a complaint about the advertisement or the post or the content in any form, and they are therefore on notice about it, they have to act in relation to that, and very often they have to take it down. The time frame is called expeditiously, so they're given a certain amount of time to deal with this matter. If they don't deal with it quickly enough, then potentially they are legally liable, more or less in the same way as newspapers or traditional publishers. Okay, Uh, just in a minute, Michael. If the ordinary Joe or Mary listening to this programme finds that they've been subjected to defamatory comments on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, where do they stand legally in terms of trying to get redress? Right. There are, there are obviously two forms of redress, as, as there were in these scam ads. There is the person who creates the material, so, uh, you know, the person who actually posts it themselves, and then technically there, there is the platform itself. Obviously, the person posting it is, is a more obvious target because they're the one who create the material. The problem with that is, is anonymity. Very often, it's difficult to find out who exactly is behind the post. Um, and the other problem is very often they don't have any money. You know, it, it's, there's no point in chasing them because they can't pay you. So the, the, the issue then becomes is, should you be chasing the platform itself? Should you be chasing Facebook or Twitter or Google? As I said, they have immunity for the material 
when it goes up. But if you make a complaint and it stays up, in theory, you could then bring a case against Facebook, Google or Twitter, similar to the way Gavin Duffy has done. Okay. And they would have to show that they acted expeditiously and that they dealt with this matter. Um, and look, Ken, it's, it becomes a complex area of law then, you know, as to whether they knew that it was defamatory, whether you gave them uh, correct, uh, pinpointed exactly sure. where the material was on the Internet. I, I'm, I'm going to have to wrap it there, Michael. Yeah. But as the fellow says, we, we get the message. But look, thank you very much indeed uh, for joining us. We're going to have to leave it there. That's Michael O'Doherty, who is a barrister specialising in internet law. And this is becoming a problem for governments all over the world. And we can expect some sort of uh, legislation dealing with online uh, communications in the next year or so. And that just about wraps it up, not only indeed for today, but for this week. I want to thank Chris Murray, who was on sound, Marie Kearns, who produced. I'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Monday is a bank holiday. Enjoy your weekend. Hope the weather stays good. And until Tuesday, for myself, Ken Murray, bye for now. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.